HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. We've been making cheese in Wisconsin since before we were even a state, which may be one reason why we win so many awards for it. It's what happens when a whole state dreams in cheese. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com. Welcome to a very serious life or death episode of Life's a Banquet, the medical podcast with me, your host, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman, and me, Anthony Edwards of ER. (laughs) Uh, Nicole, something terrible happened to you right before the podcast. I actually don't know what it is. I just know that you're bleeding and you might die. What is it? What happened? Okay. So this is a really funny story that probably, well, anyone could probably I don't know how people are in the shower, but the way that I, so I decided to go for a run, a quick little run in the 85 degree heat this afternoon. Good for you. Um, I'm showering off in the shower, shaving the old legs and, you know, doing other stuff like washing my hair and shit, everything Mm -hmm. that you do in the shower. But I pause in between and just suck the razor in my mouth. (gasps) Not the sharp end. Ah, Even the thought of sticking a razor. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So I was asking for trouble, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't even know what the hell I was doing, honestly. I was like, what? getting the condition out of my... I don't know. Whatever I did, somehow I managed to flail my hand in front of my face in such a way that it shaved off like 10 layers of a <gasps> chunk of my thumb oh. on the top. Oh. Ah. So when, I, when I was in the shower, it wasn't bleeding that much. Um well, it was being water. washed away, yeah. Yeah, and so I got out of the shower, and I was getting dressed. <laughs> and my clothes are covered in blood. <laughs> <laughs> you better change before you go on your dates, son. I know, but I was like, oh my, and I, it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt anymore. Like, it hurt right when I did it, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Um, but then it doesn't hurt, and I just, like, wasn't paying it. It's like, you know, quickly getting dressed or whatever. Sure. Um, and then I look down, and my shorts and my shirt are, like, it looks like it's like so much blood is like pouring it's like the blood was pouring all the way down my arm onto like pooled in my elbow and my shirt was covered in blood my legs were streaked it was like a murder scene um i'm gonna have to call the fbi immediately it wouldn't stop bleeding i so i was like putting pressure on it you know putting cold water on it and just like was i mean sorry as a person as a chef i'm sure you're very familiar with this sort of incident never nothing like that has ever happened to me well yeah but like <laughs> just you kidding i'm like kidting i got layers of your skin with the razor you're holding yes i have <laughs> i've cut off you know what i have done back in the day when uh fucking spray tan like home spray like tan stuff was popular <laughs> in the late 1990s and then that shit would fucking flake off and you'd be like speckled and yes. so like i would try to like shave it off and oh, like, oh no oh my god I'm scared yes and end it. up like I have cut my ankles like I have deep scars on my ankles cutting my ankles like basically like peeling myself like a carrot yeah mm-hmm. you know what I mean I feel like whether you were trying to do that or not most uh a lot of folks I know have done the same thing shaving their legs back in the day I mean or even current day did that ankle spot right where like you know what I mean where the ankle bone is yeah for me it's the knees Oh yeah. I, you know what? I'm lucky that I have my mother's 
genetics and I forget to shave my knees much like her <laughs> something in our family I don't know what so I'm I mean I also forget I mean I I'm convinced that I shave my knees every time I go into the shower but when I come out of the shower and I look at my knees in the sunlight several days later they're not shaved <laughs> no I know does anyone shave their knees it's like does anyone wash their legs do people wash their legs? Well, I don't to wash my legs because I scrape off the top layer of skin every couple of days by shaving. Right. But if you're not shaving, and this question goes for every listener out there, have you ever or did you today or will you in the future wash your legs off? I mean, with like soap and a, and a sponge. I sometimes do because I'm like, what the fuck? I don't wash my legs. What the hell is <laughs> happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? So then I'm like, yeah. I wash my legs. But I don't always think about washing my legs. Well, what about washing behind your ears? Yeah, I do that. I don't I do, do that. that. Oh, right. yeah. I, I should because tell you when I'm in grade school to do that. One of my coworkers, I mean, like, I will, like, I just, like, don't scrub behind there with, like, a washcloth or anything, but oh, somebody... That's your problem. That's why you are you. Me, they got, like, a, like, a bacterial infection behind their ears because they never washed there. And even after I heard that story, I still don't, like, it's not fully on my day-to-day maintenance list. Yeah, it's not threatening <laughs> enough to you as a, as a list of concerns. Look, there's a lot of other things to be afraid of right now. Well, we're not supposed to like rinse off our microbiome every day anyway. Yeah, but there's, you know what the thing is behind your ears? It actually really depends. Some people have a very tight area back there. You know what I'm saying? Some people yeah. have a very tight sure. area back there. And so, so you're saying my ears are like loose and jangly, so I don't you might ha- You might just have an ear that pops forward a little bit more. Although I noticed that your ears are pinned pretty tight to your head. Well, I, you noticed when? When I'm look, when I'm gazing Every at your ears, you stare at me in the night when I'm sleeping. Ooh, I love looking at those little cute ears of yours. I do have small ears. Yeah, they're very nice. Well, look, I'm glad you're alive because you know anything can happen, and you could have bled out in the shower and uh, perished. That is one of the things that I found that because I've I've also done this like shaved off multiple layers of skin with a razor on my legs, and they, mm. it does never stop bleeding. It so, never does. Not if you cut it like that. And the thing is, the problem is like. I'm always, I'm a big proponent of crazy gluing a wound together as a chef. That is something you learn in the kitchen to crazy glue wound. But you can't do it when you rip off everything. You got to have something to glue together. Yeah, they're just like, I just shaved off several layers of skin that were not ready to come off. You're getting ready for spooky season, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Cue the creaky door sound, Armin. (laughs) Right. Please, Armin. If you would, Armin has just let us know that we can insert sound effects into our podcast. So please be expecting a lot more of that as we go oh, along. Because yes, it's going to be happening. Um, so I have a couple of um, things to talk about. Really okay, quickly. please. Number one, I got a lot of listener mail about the TV show that I couldn't remember that I ha- had rewatched. And I'm like, it's a great TV show. And it's an old TV of. No, no, no. But it was a different one. I was like, there's a different one. Oh, okay. And... I finally figured it out, and it ties into my intro. It it was ER. ER is so good. I just started rewatching it. Wait a minute. What the hell here? You didn't remember what ER was? Mm-mm. No, I remembered it, but I couldn't remember what te- like what old TV show I just started watching from like the very beginning. Oh, yes. Oh, dude, I loved ER. So we had a, a poodle, a dog, when I was growing up named Mr. Rubidoux. And it was named that because like my mom and I would like watch ER every Thursday night together. And there was like this old man on it who was like named Mr. Rubidoux. So the next day we went out and got a dog and like named it from the fucking television show ER. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something. Anthony Edwards can get it. Okay. He is hot in ER. And I want Are to you call serious? Him. You're more of an Anthony Edwards. Look, I'm not a George Cleaning guy. I'm not going to lie. But a Noah, a Noah Wiley? No. Absolutely not. He plays Noah. a rich kid. Right, Instant fine. boner killer. What about a Juliana Margulies? Sure, sure. Yeah, she can get it too. But you like an Anthony. That's fine. I agree with you. He's cute. He's kind. He's cute in a very nerdy way. He's like Beaker from the Muppets, but kind of hot. No, he's so hot in ER. I don't know what he looks like nowadays, but he's freaking hot. And he also, looks like Anthony Edwards. He looks. He's also hot in Top Gun. Well, yeah, standing next to Tom Cruise, anybody looks hot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, meatloaf is hot next time oh come on i'm sorry meatloaf that was unnecessary that All was right. uh, not okay but okay quickly moving on so we, we have to we have a heart out you guys so we can't just wander around here in our world but i do have a couple of <laughs> updates um, okay, great. number one i just found out seven days too late that elvira came out of the closet did you know that i did i, I heard that that's great congratulations elvira welcome God bless to, you. yeah being out um, of the closet that's awesome up next dolly parton and then <laughs> Um, <laughs> also there's only a little bit of Ben and Jennifer news. Don't worry. Okay. Armin. 
Um, <laughs> but cue the squeaky door or the chains rattling, I guess. Yes, yes. This is where we should put a chain rattling, of course. <laughs> and a mummy's groan. <laughs> and a coffin opening. <laughs> Um, so the only news of the day or the news of the week about them is that they were making out all over New York city. And there's tons of photos of them, like walking in central park, making out. But I have a question for you because they're wearing like full on coats. I'm going to tell you something right now. I was walking around yesterday in New York city. It was like 81 degrees yesterday. I saw that photo. First thing I noticed, very cute outfit, JLo. And he was wearing like, for some reason, a fucking sport coat during the day. Two season pushing, very cute season but pushing. She was wearing like a full on coat, like a coat, like a full. She looked like Doctor Quinn, medicine woman, in a good way, in a good way. I mean, but she looked like Doctor Quinn, medicine woman at the Met Gala, which we can never like. Go. We always That's have to mention true. every podcast. very brown outfit. But um, wait, yeah, wait. No, but Second I thing think- I noticed, he was smoking a fucking cigarette, walking hand in hand with Jennifer Lopez yeah, he- through Central Park. I'm sorry, and I like smoking cigarettes, but. May I just say, smoking a cigarette on a beautiful day in the middle of the day while you're walking with your girlfriend who doesn't smoke is, like, fucking trashy as fuck. I don't know if she smokes or not. Well, either way, it's trashy. I really couldn't. I can't support it. Um, okay, also, update for the listeners. I just peeled off the toilet paper that I had stuck to my thumb so it stopped bleeding, but it's all still stuck to it. Will it stay like this forever? Will it grow into new skin? What will yeah, happen? it's going to become part of you. You're going to be, like, toilet paper man. Okay. Um, moving. So you're telling me it was not cold enough to wear a full length, like wool coat, no like, floor length that JLo was wearing in this photo. No, I wore my like giant Dickies overalls and like a bodysuit, and I was fine. But I would have been very hot if I had on any other layers. So, do you think that photo was staged? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. I, when I looked at it, I was like, "This woman. I wonder what she's whispering in his ears." But like, my ass is sweating. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> but maybe she wasn't wearing anything underneath. That would be even worse. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, so once again, you guys, I'm so sorry. I let Zara pick the topic. So we are... You're a monster. This week. The fuck did you want to do? Didn't you say something so crazy? What was it? I can't even remember. Because it was so good, it blew your mind. You what were was? like, I don't even remember. It was like, what do you keep? What microwave, kind of food? Microwave, microwave food. Foods. I was going to say foods you keep in the trunk of your car. That's not a thing. Um, <laughs> All right, go ahead. I did. I picked corn. Zora picks Zora corn. Zora corn, okay. So I was going to do Children of the Corn, but there's actually nothing interesting about Children of the Corn. There's no, like, behind-the-scenes gossip. There's no, nobody died on the set. Stephen King was happy with the film. Like, there's just nothing there. Yeah, it was so perfect. Instead, I had to pivot to something way more interesting. Kyle and that is cornbread mm. and controversy. Cornbread controversy. Oh, wow. I didn't know there was. Also, listeners, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is cornbread uh, redux, or corn redux, because Brenton and I did a corn episode years and decades ago when we began this podcast. I encourage you to go ahead and listen, do a side-by-side comparison. And uh, then after that, we'll have a co-host cage match <laughs> and see yeah. which one of you should die. And <laughs> I actually went... I went back to make sure that I wasn't poaching any of that um, info. And so it looks like they covered crop circles, polenta, and cornflakes. Yes, I did the story of how corn uh, cornflakes were invented to curb masturbation, uh, a la The Road to Wellville, which I'm going to be watching later tonight as a Ooh, rewatch. Love. Um, okay, so in my research... I came across something that I think I sort of vaguely knew was a controversy, but didn't really pay that much attention to because I'm from the North, um, or as some people call Indiana, the northernmost Confederate state. Mm, um, congratulations. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, but essentially, there's this like controversy about whether or not you would put sugar and flour into your cornbread. Um, and it's, it, it's like very divisive. People in the South get very upset about it. Really? And essentially, what it boils down to most likely these days is if whether or not your mom or your grandma put sugar in or didn't. But right. I'm here to tell you how this controversy that we didn't even know existed came to be. Great. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, okay. This is all from an article in Serious Eats called The Real Reason Sugar Has No Place in Cornbread. Um, is which- it by Kenji Lopez-Alt? Just kidding. <laughs> That's a, only wow. funny for like a half a person. And it's not even funny at all. 
Actually, oh, I apologize to everyone. Throw in some shade. Um, Especially Kenji Lopez-Alt. Uh, and you can tell from the title which way this person leans, which is not good journalism, in my opinion. But um, I did copy this in our article in its entirety for this. So it's Amazing. Um, so cornbread, according to this article, is associated with the South, but obviously it grows, corn itself grows all over the Midwest and in other regions. Um, but for the most part, cornbread is like associated with the South. Um, Mark Twain once said, the North thinks it knows how to make cornbread, but this is gross superstition, which is rude. It's extremely rude. Unnecessary. Well, like punching down for no reason, really. Exactly. What an asshole. Um, but the reason why it's so strongly associated with the South is that it was the primary bread eaten in the region from the colonial days to the 20th century. So up here in the North, we had wheat and rye that we could grow. So we had like those kinds of breads, but in the South that doesn't grow very well because of the humidity. So their primary source of bread, like literally daily bread was cornmeal. Mm, Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, essentially everyone except for the very wealthy ate cornbread every day. Um, in 1853, so this is beginning also a really interesting time where the New York Times seems to be obsessed with cornbread coverage. Um, <laughs> so That's when they were actually doing it in journalism with like some kind of meaning to it. It's, I mean, I wouldn't Not go that promoting far. the Iraq <laughs> war. <laughs> it seems like they're just like really obsessed with cornbread coverage. And they still gonna, are. We're going to get several quotes from them throughout the years about cornbread. Uh, so in 1853, the Daily New York Times reported that cornbread forms the staple article of diet um, as in the South, as anything composed of wheat flour is a source, is as scarce as ice cream in the Sahara. Oh, that is very scarce. Yes, it is. Especially in 1853. Sure. Probably none at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what refrigeration was doing in 1853, but it probably wasn't super advanced to the point where you could have ice cream in the Sahara. But I bet you can have it now. Definitely now, for sure. Um, so biscuits were around because we all probably think about biscuits in the South, but they were more like special occasion things because as we mentioned, it was hard to get wheat flour. Uh, maybe you would have it for Sunday dinner, but that's about it. Um, and the original cornbread that people were eating back in the 1800s was probably something called pone, corn pone, corn pone, which is just cornmeal, water, and salt. And you put it in a skillet, you put a lid on it and you bury it in the coals of the fire. So it's getting heated on both sides. You know what? That actually sounds kind of good. Yeah, I totally. bet that's like, it's, you know what that is? That's really just like polenta, like just baked polenta. Yeah, but it, and it does, but it, you're putting it, so the skill is heated beforehand, I think usually. So it's like burning hot when you put the dough in there or whatever you would call it, the slurry. Right, not like <laughs> creamy polenta, but you know when you have, like if you have polenta that you're going to like oh, cut right. into squares like and fry it. it. Exactly, yeah. Totally. yeah. Um, sorry that we're going back into polenta, which we already I'm so covered. sorry for everyone's ears that you have to hear about <laughs> polenta twice on the same podcast. What the fuck? Sorry. <laughs> um, eventually this evolved into cornbread that we think of today when people started adding buttermilk, baking soda, so it would rise, eggs, baking powder, what have you. No sugar or wheat flour though, okay? Okay. All right. So- Fast forward to 1892. <laughs> my, my favorite year. Um, when New York Times correspondent says, after enumerating the many different types of corn used in cornbread, he said, it will be observed that in none of these cornbreads is sugar used. No Southern cook would risk the spoiling of her cornbreads by sweetening them. Okay? What's the fucking problem, though? You know <laughs> what I mean? What's the big deal? Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. Okay, so then we had to fast forward again. We're like really traveling through time here. Um, so in 1937, once again, the New York Times, obsessed with cornbread, God. reported that, <laughs> the New York Corn Time Bread Times, <laughs> as we know it now, uh, reports that cornbread in Kentucky is made with white, coarsely ground cornmeal. Never, never are sugar or wheat flour used. Okay. Okay, we got it. And then I wrote. So what is the problem then? Which is exactly what you just said. We're, exactly. We're, I'm glad that we're on the same page. Uh, you and me against the New York Times. Standing with cornbread. <laughs> yeah. 
I stand with cornbread. So <laughs> serious use goes on to explain that really what happened is that the way that cornmeal is milled changed. And that's probably would contribute to the sugar thing. So in the olden times, the way that you would get your cornmeal is that you would take corn from your actual farm and take it to the mill and they would grind it for you using stone, like a stone mill, a water powered stone mill. And it was called toll milling. So you would leave a little bit of corn for the miller and then you would take the rest home. Um, But in the early 20th century, milling was changed forever in the worst way. Oh no. Um, 19th century, or sorry, millstones and toll milling basically fell out of favor when in 1900 roller mills were invented, which is they use cylindrical steel rollers to mill the corn. Which Industrial we, revolution. Exactly. No, thank you. I'm very, um, all very, there will be blood, but with, make it with cornmeal. Exactly. So then basically it just, be, it sort of like what it became everywhere. So big mill, as I call it, established <laughs> itself in towns. Big steel mill, I mean. Mm-hmm, um, sure. <laughs> Not like low wing. In, 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 uh, instilled itself in towns and cities and put the stone mills out of business. Eventually, stone milling collapsed after the Depression because it just was no longer economical um, because of stone milling or steel milling. Um, the interesting thing about steel milling, however, is that steel rollers eliminate most of the corn kernel, including the germ, so it makes, which makes it more shelf stable. Oh. But well. it loses flavor and nutrition, as we know. I mean, we know that about wheat, too. It's like the same thing. But um, also there's friction, additional friction created from the steel rollers, which um, creates heat, which also erodes the flavor, and the cornmeal grains are much, much smaller. So essentially, when you get something milled by stone, it creates these like big chunks, and they're not, not uniform in size, and they retain the kernel and the germ, and like so they're just like, there's much more flavor and there's also much more like the, those are the cornbreads. We actually have a whole corn kernel in there too. Mm, I love um, it. And I like to put whole corn kernels added to my cornbread. So take that New York times. Fuck you. Exactly. What would they um, say to that? They would probably have to stop printing the newspaper at that you point. You need to write them a strongly worded letter in 1937. <laughs> um, so the, the, um, okay. So then the uniform t- teeny tiny grains that you get from, steel milling changed the recipe for cornbread. So essentially there is a minimal particle size is required to react with chemical leavening. So essentially it was so small, the grains, that you had to change what the leavening agent was. Otherwise you would get cake because it was like ground so fine, like flour, like corn flour. (laughs) Right, right, right. Um, So the cooks basically had to add a little bit of wheat flour and eventually a little bit of sugar. And then you get back to that like greeny cornbread thing. Mm, interesting. Um, so yeah. And then the other thing that happened is, well, okay. So that was the wheat flour part, but they think that the sugar was probably added because the steel milling just like takes away so much of the corn flavor. The natural sweetness of the corn kernels themselves are gone. And that's why they started adding sugar back into it because you needed that sort of sweetness to balance everything out. Um, so yeah, basically eventually it was almost impossible to find stone ground corn. Um, and people in the 1950s, there's records of like women, like trying to find it or trying to get people to like make it because they wanted to make the original cornbread again, but it's just like really couldn't be found. And then in the nineties, um, that it's like Ansem Mills. Ansem Mills. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was and this is like not an advertisement for them, although it seemed like the series e- article kind of was an advertisement for them but he started like the, the guy who started i can't remember his name is robert something but he basically started going back and trying to get heirloom corn and like heirloom grains and rice and some things like that and like grinding them in the traditional ways and so you can get stone milled corn meal from that anson mills brand yeah that's so. what we used at brucey oh it is mm-hmm. yeah. for our planta and stuff yeah totally so it's just i thought that was really interesting and of course it makes sense that big steel mill ruined everything fucking big steel mill and ignited a controversy about cornbread that we can never move past i mean i know that i can't and i love cornbread and i like to make it all kinds of ways sometimes i put last time i made it i embarrassingly made it gluten-free because 
I know. I'm sorry, but I Wait, used the original cornbread was gluten free. I know, but I just made it using a gluten free flour. And what? It, I know. <laughs> I know. Was it from Anson Mills? I know. I know. Uh, no, it was Bob's Red Mill. It was still. It was, they, oh, that's Red what Mill I was a, thinking of. Is Bob's Red Mill? Yeah, okay. Bob's Red Mill makes a good gluten free flour. They and, do. And it was fucking good. I put like scallions and cheddar cheese in it, which I like to do sometimes. Sometimes I'll fucking throw a jalapeno in oh, there. Oh yeah, a jalapeno. Don't test me. I'll put anything in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll put a sausage in there. I'll put a plum in there. You will? No, I would not. You know, we used to make the. It was funny. I had some old bruisey regulars come over to uh, the pop up like two weeks ago, and they were like, "We remember when you guys used to do those." corn uh like polenta pancakes at brucey for brunch oh my um, god i remember those even yeah, yeah they were del- i mean i'm not a pancake guy but those were delicious and we would do like the polenta pancakes that had um like butternut squash and chevra in them and then there's like coffee butter on top those oh were my god pretty good people really liked those but too bad <laughs> <laughs> make them at home um okay should we take a corny little break hopefully the show will be brought to us by corn and band-aids big corn big mill This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese. There's a reason when you think of Wisconsin, you think cheese. Cheese is a huge part of Wisconsin's history and future. In Wisconsin, the state of cheese, the tradition of cheesemaking excellence began 180 years ago, before Wisconsin was recognized as a state. Immigrants traveled to settle in this lush, green hills of Wisconsin bringing their cheesemaking traditions with them. These storied skills combined with the freshest milk available created a cheesemaking culture that is uniquely Wisconsin. Wisconsin's 1,200 cheesemakers, many of whom are third and fourth generation, continue to pass on old world traditions while adopting modern innovations in cheesemaking craftsmanship. Find your next favorite cheese at wisconsincheese.com. And guess what? We're back. Nicole, unfortunately, has lost the finger. Nicole, how do you feel? Oh, yeah. I'm just in the ambulance right now. Cue the ambulance sounds, Armin. Um, because uh-uh. the actual ambulance has turned its siren off because I'm dead. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> the fucking podcast is about to get so much better for us and worse for everybody else. <laughs> because we're now going to have sound effects. Uh. Welcome to it. If you were considering stopping listening before, now I'm sure you've decided. Oh my God. If the hate listeners are still listening, they're going to love this new sound effects thing that we're doing. Wee-oo, 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 wee-oo. No, that was just me. That you don't was have just to me. do that. You don't have to do that because we're <laughs> professional at doing that. So I bet you didn't even know if it was me or if it was, uh, with, it was the regular sound effect, but it was me. Okay, let's get into this. Now, I did stick to what I said I was going to do, but I wow, wish I hadn't. Shots fired. Wish I hadn't. Not that interesting. <laughs> Much like Children of the Corn, my topic needed a little help. So I kind of fleshed it out. There's some riveting corpse bride content at the end. Cool. Uh, and here we go. So I got my information from a Munchies article by Luke Winky. AlternativeNation.net, your favorite website, Ranker, TheStranger.com, and Salon.com. Okay, so just to talk about corn for a minute, it's everywhere, (laughs) unfortunately. Folks, if you're looking around your house right now, there's corn probably completely surrounding you. 70% of all fucking goods that we own are made of corn. I hate it. I remember when my friend Alexis came to consciousness around corn, she was freaking the fuck out and we're sitting like at some place. She's like, this table is made of corn. The floor is made of corn. The chair is made of corn. I was like, okay. Wow. The chair? What kind of chair was she sitting in? A fucking corn cob chair, of course. Um, all right. So there's oh, over- chair is made of corn. <laughs> there's over 3,500 different uses for corn, which is terrifying. Uh, corn can be used to create ethanol, which fuels vehicles from cars- to rocket ships. It is used as dextrin that can be found in adhesives, soaps, insulation, drinking straws, and ink. Ink, folks. Ink you're writing with show. corn. <laughs> okay? You're writing okay. with corn. What did ink used to be made of? I can't imagine it was corn. <laughs> Let's do an ink episode next week. <laughs> I guess it was made out of squids. 
Oh, right. Squid, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, as corn syrup, if used for finishing textiles, shoe polish, theatrical makeup, and I'd like to add to that Skittles. Um, what? Oh, corn syrup? Yeah, corn syrup. According to the Department of Agriculture, more than 90 million acres of American land are devoted to corn harvests. Given the sheer multitude that uses exist for the plant, this is hardly surprising. <laughs> A man by the name of, hilariously, Earl Butts, no. spelled B-U-T-Z, I love yeah. Who served, I feel like Breton's episode had something to do, now that I hear I hear the name Butts, I think it had something to do with maybe a corn dildo, actually. I think it's worth going back for a re-listen because the yeah. Butts and the corn together, there's some kind of butt corn association in Breton's episode. Not surprisingly, I'm sure for anyone who knows him. Okay, Earl Butts, who served as the Secretary of Agriculture under Presidents Richard Nixon and Gerald Ford, is widely regarded as a pioneer in modern American corn policy because huh. he emphasized selling overseas and producing its high volume. This caused corn prices to drop and encouraged businesses to find innovative new ways to use the suddenly dirt cheap vegetable. Now I've put here in my notes. Is it a vegetable? I think it's a seed. Mm, I think that it's a fruit. Um, I wrote here next, corn will kill us all. Yes, that is true. It's ruining the environment, people. And people, I mean, so is factory farming. Um, so is, you know, big pharma and ExxonMobil. Big steel mill. So big steel mill. Uh, the New York Times. <laughs> but so is <laughs> corn. Okay? Corn is bad, but it's delicious. Um, on average, this is this is probably the most disturbing piece of information in this whole report that I'm about to give you. I can't believe this is true. Um, on average, an ear of corn has 16 rows and 800 kernels. Huh. So I eat 800 kernels whenever I eat corn? <laughs> yeah, and if you have two cobs, you're fucking eating 1,600 corn kernels. And I do. I mean, cobs, typically. I love two cobs. Two cobs, one mouth. <laughs> That's the name of my porn. Um, hmm. Okay. Okay. So I'll corn cobs. Oh, yeah, please do. Corn cobs is just me eating corn. Corn <laughs> cobs always have an even number of rows. Okay, now here's to my story. Whoa. Okay, guys. I decided I would do corn with a K, the band, spelled K-O, backwards, uppercase R, little <laughs> N. <laughs> Wikipedia defines corn as a love between, no, I'm just kidding. Wikipedia defines corn as an American new metal band from Bakersfield, California, formed in the year 1993, the year of our Lord. Um, Korn's current lineup features founding members James Monkey, M-U-N-K-Y, Schaefer, on rhythm guitar, Reginald Fieldy Avizu on bass, Brian Head Welsh on lead guitar and backing vocals, and Jonathan Davis on lead vocals and the motherfucking bagpipes. Uh, With the addition of Ray Loser, sorry, that's your name, on drums, (laughs) (laughs) replacing the band's first drummer, David Silvera. Did he die? Uh, I actually, my curiosity about corn stopped there. Probably let's, let's, let's hope not, but assume so because they lived a very, um, very hard lifestyle. Let's assume the words and hope for the best for that guy. Exactly. David Slavera, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Now, (laughs) Nicole, I'm going to need to ask you first and foremost, are you a corn fan or have you ever been? I, I don't think so, but I do remember. Tell the truth. I'm just kidding. This is like the McCarthy hearings. I do remember this song. Um, all in the family with Limp Biscuit. Uh, what? That my friend's brother was into the Limp Biscuit and Corn collab album that came out or whatever. So oh, I don't remember. There's a song called All in the Family that I was like, yeah, this song rips. But now I'm like, oof, what a time yeah. to listen to the radio. <laughs> yes, a very scary time to listen to the radio. Um, unfortunately, as of 2018, Corn has sold more than 40 million records worldwide. Now, I'm just going to go ahead and say it's not just because they're not my type of type of music that I prefer to listen to. I'm not like super into new metal. Um, <laughs> by not super, I mean not at all. But they're just like, in my opinion, and I don't like to say things are or aren't good because it's so subjective. But Corn is not a good band. I'm sorry, Corn. And I mean, I'm not with you. I'm not with you. I'm not a Corn fan. I'm not a freak on a leash. I think think that's okay. (laughs) I'm not a freak on a leash yet. I don't think any of our listener will be shocked by this. Our listener is not going to be surprised that we don't like corn. I'm speaking for you. Now, I'm going to hit you with some corn facts. Okay. Jonathan Davis went to mortician school. 
Yeah, I knew that. Jonathan Davis explained to Alex Jones how Barack Obama and the Illuminati used Miley Cyrus to distract America. Huh. I like I this. I think that that's true, though, because <laughs> they also did the same thing with the UFO stuff recently. Oh, right? yes. That's true, although nobody cared about UFOs. <laughs> that is How true. wrong they were. They're like, we're going to finally tell people that aliens are real uh, so they, you know, aren't paying attention to how we're, like, totally, you know— whatever, failing the American people in every possible way. Uh, but nobody cared about aliens, surprisingly. <laughs> I really did. thought people would have been more into it. I was. Were you? Mm, I just don't buy it, you know? You're like alien schmillions. I mean, I think the truth is out there, but I don't think what they showed us was... Right, the, the truth is out there, but Joe Biden is certainly not going to be the one to bring it to us. Although, he's probably an alien. Okay, Brian Welsh found God while dabbling in real estate, went to church after three straight days of smoking meth. <clears throat> That's all I have for you on that. Jonathan Davis per, uh, pursued music on the recommendation of an astrologer. Okay, well, you have an astrologer. That's so. true, Bob Cook, my astrologer. I usually listen to him, although sometimes he's very negative. <laughs> um, Head started an orphanage in India and did an episode of Cribs about it. No. Yes way. What year was this? I don't know. When Cribs is popular, 1999, I guess, probably. 1998. Yeah, well, it was a different time. We thought about orphanages back then. Just kidding. <laughs> that was when everyone was so into orphanages. <laughs> now we don't care about them anymore. Thank God. Okay. Corn, just kidding. Corn coffee. Uh, I'm sure you're excited to know what that's all about. It's coffee with a K, obviously. Um, what? They made their own coffee? Yes. Jay Gersey Coffee decided to collaborate with the band <laughs> and resulted in 18 different prototype blends before settling for a medium roast. Not too bitter. Not too sweet. Did um, they have it at Starbucks? No. He just, like, was, I guess he has a coffee company called Jay Gersey Coffee. Um, the specific pungency of the beans was not directly inspired by Korn's music, which oh. how could they possibly be? <laughs> how could wow. you make that association? Jay Kersey. Um, quote, we aren't doing it to make money. We are doing it because it is a project that we enjoy. While also adding that he hopes that Korn's coffee will help the band branch out to a different crowd. Uh, <laughs> like the coffee. <laughs> The people who go to the Central Park. Yeah, they're like, we really want Jennifer Aniston to listen to corn. For the love of God. (laughs) And we we know she will. If only she could just try this delicious medium roast coffee. Okay. Um, A review of the coffee. I tried this coffee twice, once plain, again with milk and sugar. My expectations were pretty low by this point, but my first taste of corn coffee wasn't that bad. Despite the strong, nutty, toasty flavor, I found the overall taste to be bold and weak all at once. (laughs) There was a bitterness that woke me up, but the taste just wasn't really definable. It tasted like regular coffee, the kind of stuff you drink at a wedding. People drink coffee at weddings? Dude, I went to a fucking comedy club the other night. This is a confession. I hope Catherine O'Malley doesn't listen to this podcast. Although I am dying to get this off my chest. (laughs) Catherine and I went to go see Gareth Reynolds the other night at Caroline's. And I, she doesn't drink. And so I was like, I'll have one drink. And so I went up to the bar to go get a tequila and soda. And she's like, oh, get me a coffee. And I was like, a coffee? Like, oh my God, I can't ask this bartender to make coffee. So I go up to the bar. I'm like, my friend wants a coffee, but I think I'm just going to tell her you don't have any. And so he's like, oh, okay. I got her a seltzer. I was like, I said he wouldn't make it. I'm sorry. Total <laughs> lie, right? Would you believe it, Nicole? I'd say six p- other people sitting around us got coffee. <laughs> no. <laughs> and not only that, not only that, but they let you keep the fucking mug. <laughs> no. You- oh my God. It's like a commemorative <laughs> mug. And I was like, I don't know why he would say that. <laughs> I never, I'm not like a fibber really. I just felt Did so she notice? guilty. <clears throat> I just like, I, I did have to throw the bartender under the bus. I said that he probably just didn't want to make it. And that, like, because the other people were getting, like, coffees, like, you know, server, like. They probably I, had boozy coffees, though. Right? I purposely got <laughs> up to get the co- the drink from the bar instead of from the waitress because the guy who was emceeing it was so fucking bad that I couldn't stand to listen to him. So I was like, I'll get up and just get this from the bar. <laughs> and then comedy ensued. But not from the comedians, just from me. Okay. <laughs> Here's another thing about corn and food. Now, this one is disgusting. If you're eating a sloppy joe, put it down right now. Marilyn Manson peed in corn's catering. 
Mm. Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie are preparing to launch a joint summer tour. They've recently sat down together to discuss their past experiences in a new video. I should mention Marilyn Manson, rapist, alleged rapist, beater, abuser, mental abuser, and all-around toxic, awful person. Yeah, Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie, amazing horror director, beautiful head of hair. Unclear if he's done anything uh, uncool. During the video, Manson said he used to urinate on Corn's catering when they toured together along Danzig, as you'll remember mm-hmm. from our show about <laughs> Danzig with wolves, our sh- Danzig and sheep show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about Danzig with wolves. Danzig with wolves. Yeah. Oh, with it's, wolves, right. Yeah, Danzig with wolves. It's Danzig right. and a bunch of sheeps together. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. Together yes. they make the show Danzig with wolves. Um, okay. Manson. It was definitely Danzig. Danzig and corn was, Danzig and corn were before us. I used to piss on their catering. Cool guy. Zombie. Well, you gotta go when you gotta go. Manson. No, I just thought it was funny. They went before us. Zombie, wait, Corn's catering or Danzig's catering? Manson, no, 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 no. Corn's. Danzig, I would use his bus as a place for sexual liaisons. Ew. I'm sorry. I can't even believe Marilyn Manson is a person. I know. It's really. Paul from the Wonder Years, too. It's so sad. I know. I can't believe he's Paul from the Wonder Years who had all of his ribs removed so he could suck his own butthole. (laughs) All the rumors are true. Okay. Joe Biden, known Corn fan. (laughs) I wrote. Oh, no. Gareth Reynolds at the show is like, Joe Biden, am I right? Did that guy lose an eye since he took office? And I laughed so hard. Does he have an eye patch? No, but he just looks. Oh, because he's, he's right, weak in that birdie. squinting and he looks like he's lost an eye. And I thought it was so funny. I laughed and laughed. Funny. I mean, is he even still alive? He's not, right? I don't think so. Um, okay. We have confirmed sightings of his funeral. Yeah. <laughs> That was what the what the spaceships really were. They were just taking <laughs> Joe Biden back with them. Um, okay, Joe and Biden, known corn fan. Biden, this is a story about Joe Biden telling a terribly racist story um, that he probably made up for absolutely no reason while he was on the campaign trail. And just for all you folks who were so excited to vote for him, uh, this is your guy. So <laughs> Biden recalled how in 1962, while he was working as a lifeguard at, predominant, at a predominantly black pool, he had a run-in with a one Mr. quote, Corn Pop, who was in a local gang called the Romans. After Corn Pop got up to, quote, no good on the diving board. This is a direct quote from the president of the United States. He ran a bunch of bad boys, Biden said. And back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use if you had pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. And so he was up there on the board and he wouldn't listen to me. And I said, hey, Esther, you get off the board or I'll come up and drag you off. Well, he came off and he said, I'll meet you outside. Now, Joe Biden is talking about Esther. I don't remember what the woman's last name was. She was a famous swimmer back then. So he's just killing two words. Maybe just killing. Oh, yeah. Esther Williams. Esther Jane Williams. So, um. Yeah, just kind of killing two birds with one stone in terms of putting people down. Um, Biden continued, Corn Pop was waiting for me with three guys with straight razors. Not a joke. There was a guy named Bill Wright, the only white guy, and he did all the pools. He was a mechanic. And I said, what am I going to do? And he said, come on down here in the basement where all the mechanics are, where all the pool builders are, you know, the chain, the one that's used that went across the deep end and cut off the six foot length of chain and folded it up. And he said, you walk with the chain. You walk to the car and you say, you may cut me, man, but I'm going to wrap this chain around your neck. This is a story, again, Joe Biden is recalling on the campaign trail for seemingly no reason. Yeah, but I think that's a good story, though. I said, you're kidding (laughs) I mean, if you're like a racist old man who's like trying to sound cool to your fucking eight-year-old grandson. I said, you're kidding me. He said, no, no, if you don't, don't come back. And he was right. So I walked out with the chain. I walked up to my car. And in those days, remember the straight razors? You had to bang them on the curb, getting them rusty, putting them in the rain barrel, getting them rusty. This what is, is he talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
And, he, and I looked at him, but I was smart then. I said, first of all, I said, when I tell you to get off the board, you get off the board. And I'll keep you like hours later in the middle of the night. I, I don't know, but this man was still waiting for him in the parking lot. And Joe Biden is bragging about how he's about to beat this person with a chain in the 60s in a pool parking lot. With rusty razors, which, with, by the way, I'm obviously triggered by this razor. I know, but I should have called you Esther Williams. And I shouldn't have called you Esther Williams. And I apologize for that. I apologize. But I didn't know that that apology would work. He said, you apologize to me? I said, I apologize, but not for throwing you out. I apologize for what I said. He said, okay. He closed his straight razor and my heart began to beat again. So he admits that he was the undead at some point. (laughs) Yes. Can you believe this? This is... Uh I mean, I don't even know what you're asking me if I believe. This is a random collection of words. I know. It doesn't even make any sense. Why would you tell this story in public? What's the point of it? Who are you trying to win over? What does this say about yourself? Like, there's so many questions. There's absolutely no answers. And for anyone with a fucking Biden-Harris bumper sticker on their car, I implore you, please read through this fucking direct quote from President Joe Biden. Now, I'm not saying that. Uh, Just so you know, folk folk out there, the one person listening, this obviously does not mean I like Donald Trump. Don't fucking come at me and ask me if I'm a Trump supporter because I don't like Biden. I'm really <laughs> sick of that question. No, I don't like Trump. Okay. You don't like Trump. I do not. Not okay. usually. I did okay. love him in Home Alone too. But you other did. than okay. that, I'm against him 100%. Okay. Now I want to read you before, in closing, a few lyrics. I'm going to tie this all together. You thought I wouldn't, but I'm going to. Of the song Politics by your favorite band, Corn. Okay. Your and Joe Biden's favorite band, Corn. Yes. Everyone's corrupt. You should just shut up. Lay down. Back off. The demons you the demon you disrupt. Don't want to talk about politics. Are you singing on the podcast? <laughs> Not Refuse to talk about politics. This is how it goes. They do it in like an old timey like lounge way. Don't let me talk about politics. Don't give a shit about politics. You want to sleep with him to get to who you need to know. Think that's the way to go, don't you? It's in religion, sex, and everything we say and do. I look the other way. Why won't you? Everybody's raped. Lying to your face. Kiss him and go. <laughs> Kiss him. I gotta go. Slit okay, you. He is all messed up. That's it. That's my okay. story. Thank God. That's over. Uh, <laughs> How did you like it? It wasn't great, but it was okay. It was fine. Um, okay. <laughs> Well, should we wrap up with our three favorite corn items? I'd love to. What are yours? First of all, number one, cornholio. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I was going to say Corny O'Connell, the the DJ from WFUV. I'm just kidding. I don't really like Beavis in my head that much. But um, number two is corn pudding. Gotta love it. Gotta have it. Dude, my mom makes the most fucking dang corn pudding in all the world. It's so good. Um... And I got to just go with straight up corn on the cob. Sweet corn. This is the season for it right now. It's amazing. It's delicious. There's nothing like it. And um, it makes me think of there's a scene in War Games where Matthew Broderick's parents are eating corn on the cob at the table. And my sister and I always quote it to each other. But um, the mom was like, I decided not to cook the corn because there's more nutrients in it. So he's <laughs> he's trying to eat a corn on the cob, but it's not cooked. The That's dad hilarious. Is. I, I like, like raw corn and salad, but not on the cob. That's crazy. Yeah, and he was like, can't we just take vitamins and cook the corn? LOL. Yeah. Totally. He's right. What That's else? Is that it? it? You just have two favorite things? Corn on the no. cob and corn pudding? There's so many more corn things. You can't think I of one more. I said cornholio. Oh, okay, fine. Um, I'm going to go ahead and this is like going to come out of left field for some people, but y'all need to understand that cream corn is delicious. Oh, it's good. It's delicious. Cream corn gets a bad rap, much like its friends prunes, and collard greens and whatever, tuna fish in a can. Lima beans. Lima beans, exactly. Cream corn in a can, I've never had it. I would imagine perhaps it's leaving something to be desired, but maybe some people like it. I would eat it for sure if I was on a camping trip or whatever. So, but cream corn that you make like in your house, it's just corn off the cob, like with butter in it. That's kind of like like pulsed a little bit. What's the problem? I don't have a problem with it. I like it. Some people do. You can put some cream in it, God forbid, or chives or scallions, black pepper. I mean, I think it's delicious. I think everyone needs to reconsider um, their views about creamed corn. Um, 
I also love elote. Delicious. Mm. Recently, I've been making like an elote style salad that I like cut the corn off the cob, do some like feta or, you know, cojita cheese. Um, but it's nice with feta. It's salty. And then like um, mayo and lime and red onion yeah. and scallion. It's very good. I make um, like, yeah, an elote salad type thing. Ryan, one of my friends, friend of the pod, makes a really delicious one. Um, and I, I made bet. one. When I, I just used frozen corn and it was so good. That's awesome. I mean, that's a great, it's a great way and a less messy way if you're making it for a first date. Yeah. <laughs> you're having a first date and you simply have to have a lote. <laughs> <laughs> we understand. We do. Yeah, we get you. We really, we really feel you. Um, and I mean, I love corn on the cob too, but you already said it. So I'm going to go ahead and say fucking popcorn. Oh yeah, popcorn is so good. Sometimes in my darkest days, the times that I'm feeling really blue, I just, you know, exist on popcorn and, and cigarettes, which is the, uh, as the sequel to the Jim Jarmusch film, Coffee and Cigarettes. Yeah. I had a friend who would go to the movie theater just to get the popcorn, wouldn't even go see a movie, just walk what? out with the popcorn. That's sick. That's fucked up. Why? Yeah. Who is wow. this person? The richest person alive? No, I don't know. They just, is a person from my past. I can't name their names now that you had such a reaction. Well, I just think it's like, I mean, it, movie theater popcorn does have like, you know, its own thing going on. But is it worth the price of like a $16 movie ticket? And then oh, like yeah. Expensive- so this person money was no object. It was oh. Elon Musk. <laughs> Your best, is that when you and Elon Musk dated before he dated Grimes? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, hey, this was a great episode. I know it was a short episode. I feel like we were talking like the New York lottery guy because we were trying to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, or the micro machines guy. Yes, the micro machines guy, another, or like an auctioneer. Mm-hmm. Let's name our three top three favorite fast talking people. <laughs> uh, I don't, uh, Speedy Gonzalez? Oh, that's good. I don't know anymore. Okay, well, guys, thank you so much for turning, tuning into this cornisode. And if you uh, have patience or literally absolutely nothing else to do in the whole world, go ahead and listen to the first cornisode. Yeah, the original. The original cornisode. Um, Thank you so much for listening. And hey, you know what? Could you please do us a favor? Please write us a review. Please subscribe. Please rate this show. Please Um, do that. It's so easy. The fact, honestly, the fact that you haven't already done it makes me angry. So please do it. Nicole, have you done it? Uh, (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, it looks like somebody has their evening planned out. I did when you, before I was on it, I did it. Great. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, thank you so much for supporting an Ostola pasta with corn in it. Bye-bye. Life's Banquet is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Or connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, and more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click at the heart at the top right of our homepage. And thanks for listening.